Good evening and welcome to Three Northern Boys Podcast, uh, part two. Um, the second attempt. The second attempt. <laughs> it's Rob here this week, there's just the two of us. It's Rob and Rich tonight. Rich, how you doing? Good. Yeah, we should call it the Alison Podcast tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got a few ideas for a, for a title, so well, we'll go from there. I suppose Liverpool's week's been very eventful. We uh, obviously defeated Man United 4-2 on Thursday night. And then managed to get the victory out Sunday by an Allison Wonder header right in the ninety fourth minute to beat West Brom to keep our Champions League hopes alive. So, what were your thoughts on the week that was for Liverpool, Rich? Yeah, mad. Like uh, we just tried to do before, <laughs> before it messed up. Uh, after beating Man United the way we did and playing so well, it had to be that we had to go to West Brom and have a indifferent match. I suppose is the word. I could see that coming a mile off, to be honest, because this Liverpool, the Liverpool team's performances this season are exactly like that, very mm. up and down. So uh, I wasn't surprised that we were huffing and puffing. Well, to, to be f- West Brom. To be fair, Rich, I don't think Jurgen Klopp has won a game against West Brom when he's played him in the Premiership. This was his first victory against West Brom as a manager. Well, yeah. no, I didn't know, so that's surprising. So he's drawn, and how I many he must have drawn a few. Yeah, I think he drew when they came up. Not last the last time they came up, I think we drew at home, and drew at their place. Is it two two at their place and nil nil at Anfield? I think. No, he actually has beaten them. Oh, has he? Did he win? <clears throat> Away when we were going for the Champions League fourth spot last time. All oh, right. Okay. I, I missed, and uh, we're going to talk about the winner. Oh, right, okay. Uh, to win 1 0. Oh, you're better than me. I don't remember that one. And that was kind of like the similar kind of football as well. Very unentertaining. Well, mm. this one was a little bit better, so, but very similar in the sense that it was very tight and very little in it. And then we popped up with a goal to, to get it. Well, West, great win. West Brom seemed to be our bogey side, and especially Sam Allardyce managed teams. You, you just. You get the your high of being Man United and playing really well, the week in the Thursday night and then, on the Sunday just seemed to struggle a bit. We did have the chances like Firmino at the post, with a good chance. Uh, Mane had missed a sitter when he hit it wide, and obviously he had a goal chalked off for offside. But West Brom obviously, obviously the suppose well the goal that got disallowed, um I believe that got disallowed because. One of their players was blocking Allison's view of the ball. That's why it was disallowed. Yeah, I think that was. I watched it again, and it was like I couldn't see why why it was disallowed. To be honest, I felt a bit harsh for. I think it was a bit harsh on West Brom there because. Yeah, I know they can say like maybe uh, Allison's view was obstructed from the header, but at the same time, uh, I don't. He's not like he's trying to actually go for the ball or purposely blocking the view if you know what I mean well I believe though if you're any player blocks the keeper's line of sight um, it's it's a it's not going to be it's given as a foul because you it's just that's why it was I believe that's why it was not given because the, the the attacking player was blocking Allison's field of vision so he couldn't really see what was going on Um, but yeah that's why it was that's why it got disallowed that was the relay on it so it's nice for us to get a decision for us for a change. Yeah, uh, but I 
still think it is that uh, it is that um, it has the feel of there's no explanation. If you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, no, there's I know what you mean. An explanation out to 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 really for people to understand it. Um, but I also think the TV companies maybe need to be able to communicate better as well mm. with the officials and get and find out why as well, mm. because that will make it more understandable. And then if you got if you got an explanation for it, I think we'll be a bit more um, what's the word fairer, I suppose. Well, I suppose, it, I suppose if if it had happened to us, we wouldn't have been happy, would we? So I can see where West Brom fans would be coming from and how they'd be aggrieved by it because we would as well if we'd have, if we'd have had the same thing happen to us we'd have it'd have been the same way for us wouldn't it so it's one of those because I, I think the only thing I could say about this one I think the linesman was very fast to put mm. up his flag for offside so it wasn't like the ball Oops, seems to have lost Rich again. Are you there, bro? Are you there, Rich? Your connection seems to have died. Oh, we're having issues. Oh. Are you back? Yeah. He's vanished again. Not having a good day today with this podcast, I don't think. It's, um, it's defeating us. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, he's still yeah, there. Yeah, we're struggling a bit yeah, today with this. Right, we'll just carry on, carry on. with this connection. So I suppose one of those at the end, Alison coming up for that corner, and did you have an inkling something special was going to happen at the time, or was it just utter shock when he when he edited it in, like a class uh, centre forward? Before that, before that, I just want to say that um, the game itself mm. just showed us this season how much we relied on Mohamed Salah. Mm. Because I think he was the only one in that game that could score for us. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, we weren't going to win that match. So it was, um, looking at the statistics for the match, I think we had roughly around 22 shots yeah. in goal. And I think five were on target. And one of those was from the goalkeeper, which was the goal. That... Even though, like, I mean, obviously, I never knew that was going to happen. It was a shot when he scored. It was exciting. And you've got to live in the moment. But at the same time, it's like, oh, boys, shouldn't be that our goalkeepers uh, getting us out of that one in the last seconds of the game. Even though it was a fantastic header. But um, they were, you know, it's, it, that was really damaging because, you know, the next game against Burnley is going to be the same thing again. Burnley are going to keep it tight, try and hit us on the break. Well, not hit us on the break, but hit us at set pieces. Mm. Uh, well, to be, fair though, to be fair though, Rich, against Leeds, Burnley were awful. Mm. They got battered, beat 4-0 and they were like they, like they were already on their holidays. It was Honestly, they were terrible. Yeah. But they'll probably book their ideas up playing us because it's us in it. And they'll have, fan, yeah. and they'll have exactly. fans in the ground as well, which will, will probably help them. Yeah. But it'll probably help us as well. So, yeah. what did you uh, what did you think there was going to be a, a, a surprising uh, last minute winner from the goalkeeper? No, didn't have a clue. I was like, oh, he's coming up for the corner. Or probably nothing will happen. We don't score off corners, and then it and then all of a sudden he rolls, 
leaped like a salmon, perfect header in the corner, and I went nuts. But it, it was that's our first goal for off a corner this season. Is it? Yeah, scored by the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. Hundred and fifty one yeah. corners, and it's the first one we've scored from. I'm like, I'm how mad's that? But I'm yeah. thinking, well, it doesn't surprise me. We just. Uh, I think that just shows you how much we missed uh, Van Dijk mm. in that sense, because he would have actually made it. Uh, him being a nuisance there in the centre, he would have scored as well himself. But him being that presence actually preoccupies other defenders, so it gives more other players opportunities to score as well. Um, so I think we've, that's been a big thing we missed, but that doesn't surprise me. Um, but there, uh, yeah, it was a very frustrating match. Um, they should have won quite easily, I think, with the mm. chances that they were given. They started off, West Brom started off really well. I thought, actually, they came at us in the first opening minutes, which uh, surprised me a little. But then, as soon as they got that goal, you could see it was automatic, then it was like, yeah. right. Let's let's back off a little bit now because we're going to expect a bit of an uh, attack on us. And yeah, let's shut up. Shots. Let us really take over. Mm. Yeah, it was it was a typical one of those performances where we huffed and puffed, had loads of chances, didn't take them, and you think, oh, here we go, another few points dropped, and that's it, Champions League done. But luckily, we we have that never we've had that never say die attitude in the recent games coming back a bit. And obviously, Alison nicking that goal right at the end keeps everything alive for another week. But so, you think it could be the case that because it's getting so close to the end of the season, they're like, right, we need to get this sorted and then we can, and then everything will be back to normal next season, kind of thing. It's, it's not like the mood's lifted. Mm. Well, every, well, you think about it, Rich. We're the informed team in the Premier League. We've won, out of our last seven games, we've won five, drawn two. And we've we've not we're undefeated in seven matches, so yeah, you know they're, they're doing it at the right time. And the way I look at this, if we do finish top four, it'll be an amazing achievement for the amount of injuries we've had, the absentees. You look at it on Saturday, we had our captain was out, our vice captain was out, our vice vice captain was out. So Firmino was captain, which was the mad thing. Oh, yeah. But I thought on Saturday that the right side of our midfield defence was the best part of the team. Trent and Thiago, I thought, were excellent on Saturday. They linked up really well and Trent's back to his best. And uh, I think him not playing... Well, it looks like he's not going to be picked for England, which to me is a travesty. But in the long run, he'll probably help us because he'll have a rest and he'll be back firing all cylinders next season. Yeah, well, I think he's a kind of ground-level-headed person as well. He He's still only young, so there's going to be other opportunities through. Because I don't think Gareth Southgate will be there for in uh, England manager in, in the whole of his career. It, which, you know, it surprised me if he was, because that's a long time to be England manager. Oh, yeah. Uh, but so considering, though, Rich, there's, there's 26... They can pick 26 players now. And he's still not, in well, supposedly not going to be picked. He's a travesty, really. When you think he's probably the re- best right back in world football, I think, still, you know. And he gives you that something different. Like his crossing ability and his corners and stuff like that, I think he's 
phenomenal. So yeah, well, I think it's also you can play him in you can play him in different positions as well. It's not like he just has to be right back. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't really follow him because I'm not a big fan. To be honest, in Norm English, which is a bit silly, but uh, they play tights one of them play more of a black back three. Yeah, they do. The yeah, in field, don't they? Mm. So you know, he could still play as a wing back. If anything, it's probably better him playing as a wing back. Well, yeah, exactly. He's going to get him further up the pitch more automatically, and he's going to be crossing balls into the penalty area, but. You know, they want to play, if they want to take Trippier and they want to take Walker, then fair play to him. You know, that's what they want to do. But, yeah, like you say, he's missing out on the, the player that gets a lot of assists mm. regularly, usually, in the season. Well, I think he's still number I think he's still quite a ways up there assist-wise. I know he's not as good as he was, but his last no. few couple of seasons, but he's still up there. Yeah, and, I um, think he's got about five, six assists. Something maybe. like that. For a fullback, which is still mm. quite high, I can't see any other, very many other fullbacks in the league that get as many assists as he does. Well, Obviously, cons- takes Colin as those. Well, yeah, but. that's true. But considering his other peers, uh, other clubs, you've got Wan Bissaka at United. He's a good player, but he's no Trent. You've got um, I'm trying to think of the other big teams. Who's the right back at Chelsea? Reese James. He's all right, but he's nowhere near Trent Alexander and Alexander Arnold. Um, I don't know, Man Kyle City, Walker. Kyle Walker, yeah, he's all right, but you know, yeah, but I think that's the thing as well. We're trying to we're trying to compare these fullbacks to Trent mm. when it should really be that Trent's not a fullback; he's just playing in the fullback. Well, position. yeah, yeah, and the way we play, our fullbacks play; they play like wingers anyway, don't they? Really. Yeah. So exactly. it's completely different but, you way know, playing. It's, it's just the way he is, like you say, he's very different from everybody else. And, you know, even different to Andy Robertson, because mm. you can see the difference in Andy Robertson that he's not really what you call a playmaker for no. the left back. He's a left back. Yeah. The way a natural left back would be, even though his assist rates last season were very high. But you look at the two of them this season, there's so much of a difference. You mm. can see they rely a lot on Trent on that right side more so than Andy Robertson in yeah. a sense to be the more of a like a focal point I suppose which is very strange yeah true so considering the two games left um, and obviously Chelsea are playing Leicester tonight all we have to do is win our two games and we're in so on goal difference possibly possibly um, yeah on goal difference yeah but considering um the way we were a few weeks ago to be win with a shout to just winning your two games that you've got remaining and you're and you're in the Champions League it'll be some feat to do it if we do it yeah um, but at the same time I think if they don't make it will it be so damaging I don't think so no you know because one year out of the Champions League, I mean, it might be one year out of the Champions League, we don't know what's going to happen next season, but you would assume it'd only be one year out of the Champions League because they're good enough to get back into near the top again uh, with the players that have been missing. But, you know, it just means that the players that they bring in have to be, you know, wanting to uh, just play for Liverpool and not just be about playing in, in the Champions League. 
which might be a good thing in a way because then it kind of washes away the players that just want Champions League football and maybe I'm considering Liverpool as being just because it's Liverpool it, it might just be oh well they're in the Champions League so I'll go there mm, True when you look at it look at him mentioning other players obviously Harry Kane's told Spurs that he wants to leave at the end of the season so that's going to be um, a big thing to look at see where he ends up I don't think Liverpool will be in for him and I don't think he's Klopp. They should be. Yeah. They should be. Because you got a player there that scores regularly over 20 goals a season for a team that is not, at this present time, is underperforming from where they were a couple of years ago. Um, he's still, what, 27? 27, yeah. 27, 28. Roughly, yeah. If he goes to a football team that attacks well and gives him chances that we've been giving him, or Man City gives him chances. Yeah. Imagine how many goals he could get in a season if he was with uh, Good Lord. Manchester. Oh yeah, I know. Well, you think how many chances are missed? How many chances are missed by us this year if you have a Harry Kane in that attack? Yeah. Blimey, he knows I where the goal play is. Play like that. I'm sure Liverpool are considering it. You can't. You can't say, oh well, you know, it's Harry Kane. We can't. Oh, we can't go after. You got to look at it because a player like that. If he's going to one of the best teams in world football, then he's going to be in over 30 goals easily. Oh, easy. Cause... I mean, even when he picks up these ankle injuries, he's still playing over 30 games yeah. in a season. And he's got, he's 20, he's got 20, 22 goals in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. And he's still out this season with ankle injuries. Mad, well, mad. Which he seems to get. So... You know, his expectations probably won't be as high if he goes to the top team. And then he's like, just give me one chance and I'll put it in. Well, oh, yeah, exactly. The financial side of things, how much do you think he'd cost them? Depends what top they want to sell him for. But he's the most valuable asset, so oh, he's going he to cost yeah. a lot of money. Would you prefer, though, if he went, Rich, would you not prefer us to go for maybe his teammate Son instead? No. No, no. Harry Kane. Right. Okay. I want Harry Kane. Because that that guy is just in form. Son doesn't get you that amount of goals in a season. Right. Not every season. This is a guy we're talking about. He's a, he's a he's a goal natural goal scorer. He just he's getting over twenty goals every season. He he must have done it for like the last four seasons. Oh yeah, well since well, since Salah's been at Liverpool, he's been top with Kane, hasn't he, since he's been at Liverpool, Salah. So it's either him yeah. or Kane, isn't it, basically scoring the most goals, yeah. most seasons, as it's been the past four years, three, four years, whatever it is. And if you add those two in the same team? Yeah, it's a scary thought. I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't necessarily work, but well, you really, you know, that's 40 goals with just two players, 40 goals. Do you think that's a player Klopp would look at, Harry Kane, do you reckon? Yeah, well, my God, it'd be stupid not to. Yeah. He's more he's more of a viable option than what Mbappe is at, at PSG. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't want him going to Manchester, Manchester City because if he went there, then you might as well forget about the league title one next season. Well, God, yeah. Gone, be gone like that because that, that guy is just be like, He'll probably score a hat trick on his first game for that. Oh, God, the amount of chances they make, he'd be like, like you say, 
they'd be unstoppable, wouldn't they? Man City, yeah, yes. if they're not already. But again, yeah, a guy yeah, like yeah, Harry Kane. Depends and, on where he wants to go, but you know, like it's difficult. But at the same time, imagine how much money that'll bring into him at this point if somebody was willing to sign. That's the thing. Is he is his contract up sooner? Has he still got quite a long contract with Tottenham? I don't know. I think he signed the contract recently, didn't he? Did he? Oh, I don't really. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. But, you know, it was it was one of those things that I think it was going to happen at some point because yeah, because I, I get like they're going anywhere at this present time. I think Spurs did well to keep him for so long because obviously they got in the Champions League final and had we're playing we had a decent side, but. Ever since Mourinho went there, they've kind of gone backwards, haven't they? And uh, him getting sacked. Kane's probably thinking, I'm getting older. I'm in the prime years of my career. I need to be somewhere where I know I've got a better chance of winning the big trophies, which he obviously would. Do. He obviously doesn't feel like he is going to at Tottenham. Yeah, well, Liverpool have to be realistic about it as well. They have to see it as an opportunity. I mean, if... They're really, really, if the owners are really, really intent on winning more trophies and being successful over years, over the next few years, then that's the type of player they should be looking at. You well, know, Man I... United have done it. They did it taking Van Persie from Arsenal and everybody was like, oh my God, he's gone. What happened with Manchester United? Well, exactly. They went and won the league again the year after. Yeah. I you quite happily have Harry, I'd happily have Harry Kane. <laughs> And uh, have Roberto Firmino as backup. I'd happily have Harry Kane every day of the week. Don't like the guy because he's a bit of a, a diver and stuff. But but he's a but quality like player. Say, it's, you know, it's funny how we think. But he could come to Liverpool, and if he came to Liverpool, he'd be like, "Oh, he's a Liverpool player now, so it's not the same thing. He doesn't play for Tottenham." Yeah. You know, and he's a good football player. He's very intelligent with the ball at his feet. Very good uh, interlinker. Very good assist man as well, actually. Yeah, so, he's know, got, I think he's top assist guy this season, so I'd have yeah. him. Yeah, I wouldn't say no to him at Liverpool, put it that way. I'd be. I mean, yeah. I'd I mean, be. I do like some, but I just think this guy this guy should be playing for, you know, Real Madrid or mm. Barcelona or Liverpool, Manchester City, Man United, the top, top teams, Bayern Munich. He shouldn't be playing for, no disrespect to Tottenham, but he shouldn't be playing it. He should be playing at a team that wins trophies. Yeah, no, that's a good shout, Rich. I'm, uh, I hadn't really thought about it till you've mentioned it now. Um, I keep thinking about guys like a lower down, like a, a, a Dakar at um, Salzburg and guys like that. Mm. Harry Kane doesn't seem like the profile player we go and get, but who yeah, knows? But who knows? It's like, well, if we're going to be like that, we're limiting our options. That automatically cuts our sight off straight away. It's like you can't you can't go for those players at the top. Mm. Why not? Mm. Just oh yeah, we've got Salah, we've got Firmino, we've got uh, Mane, you know, Van Dijk. They're all on high wages. Yeah, but then when we bought them, they weren't. Mm. The only one there was really was Van Dijk, but Salah and Mane they've gone up for the years because of the success they've had yeah, yeah. so it'd be no different with bringing in uh, Dakar if he performed really well because it'd be bonus orientated so if he's scoring goals and goals and goals every season like Salah's done his wages are going to increase well yeah because he's yeah that's just the way it works isn't it yeah. so if you bring in somebody like Harry Kane he might be on a high wage straight away 
he's not going to get very much higher than that. So it wouldn't make any sense. Well, you think if he... We've got a guaranteed guy who's scoring 30 goals a season in in English football. Uh, but no, we can't go for him because we our wage structure. It's like, well, the wages go up every time a player perform, overperforms. So it's, yeah. it's just the same thing. Oh, yeah. But if you think if you sign Harry Kane and he gets you the goals to win you the league title, the Champions League, or whatever, you're making your money back anyway. And you think how many shirt sales you get selling Harry Kane number, whatever number he may be. I assume he'd be number nine and Firmino would move to 11. I don't know. Um, but yeah, well, I'm sure he wouldn't be bothered what number he could be as well, though, Harry Kane. Oh, yeah. Honest. You get a lot of Harry Kane shirts being sold in the club shop, so... I'm sure yeah, they make just, money back. It does. It's just mental. It's like, you know, if you hear people say, "Oh, he's not the type of player uh, uh, Jurgen Klopp would want," that would be a load of rubbish as well. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure Jurgen Klopp could get Harry Kane. He'd have him pretty much this the next day, wouldn't he? I'm sure, if you yeah. if the owners went, Jurgen, do you fancy getting Harry Kane in? And he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yes, thank you." I mean, obviously. Depends on which Liverpool have to spend, but at the same time that irks me as well because people will be saying like, oh yeah, but the budget's probably only this. It's like, yeah, but they wanted to went to the European League Super League, so maybe we should try try and get them for everything we've got now. But you want you pushing us into that without asking us. So, yeah, exactly. You know, we've got that thing where it's like you've got to yeah. you've got to make it up to us. So sign yeah. him, him, and him, XX and X, or whatever. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Well, I'm sure there's going to be departures in the summer anyway. Oh, so. there'll be a, a, quite a few, I think. Yeah, and if these players are going to leave, you need somebody else to come in, so why not go for mm. players of better quality and, you know, you'll have less wages anyway if the players that are being considered to be sold get sold. As well, well, you know, it's going to be guys like... Um, Wijnaldum, obviously, he's gone. Um, Shakiri will probably go. Origi... Or go. A few of the guys on loan will probably end up being, will end up leaving like Gruwich and guys like that. Um, probably a few other fringe players who haven't played that much. You might even see somebody like Oxlade Chamberlain or a K to leave. You just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, well, apparently, um, with Naby Keita, two teams in the Premier League are interested in or keep an eye on Leicester was one of them. Hmm. And, uh, I can't remember who the other team was. So uh, there's there's some promise there, you know. And you know he came for a quite high sum as well. You know we can't forget that. It's fifty odd million, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you know that's not he's not actually he's not, his wages should be pretty good as well. Mm. So you know these players going out. If it does happen, we can't say whether it will for sure. Then it obviously opens up other avenues to bring in new players and. Jesus Christ! If if the Liverpool just were or the owners were looking at it now and saying, "No, we're not going to go for him because he doesn't fit the style," then they don't. They shouldn't be our owners. Well, exactly. Well, you, it looks like it's looking like obviously Kabak's not going to be signed by the looks of it. It's looking that way. Um, obviously, Canate coming in from Leipzig. They reckon Kabak might be going to Leipzig to replace him. That's the rumour I've heard today. So, yeah, there'll be a lot of ins and outs and comings and goings. It'll be intriguing to see what the team will be when we line up again in August uh, to start the season. Um, it's going to be interesting. 
very interesting summer. Yeah, it needs investment, but it's needed investment for when we were before we won the league title as well. We didn't we didn't do enough, even though even though we went on to win the league, we were still, you know, you look at the bench that we had against West Brom, apart from Shakiri and Wijnaldum, the rest were, you know. I wouldn't really say they were going to make a difference to the game, to be honest. Can't even think who was on the bench. They had two goalkeepers on the bench, put it that way. Really? What, Adrian and somebody else? Yeah. Uh, So, you know, they're in a situation where, you know, there's not enough cover there anyway. We look at it. Uh, We look at it now for the last two games. Jota's not playing tomorrow. Wait out for the rest of the season. Well, no, I've heard Klopp today in his... uh, Press conference said he might be back for uh, the weekend. Yeah, I doubt it. Though. It was his foot, his broken foot, wasn't it? Like a broken. Oh, I don't know. Like a fracture or something. But you look at he's not been playing. You've looking. You're missing. Obviously, no Kabak. He's he's out now till end of the season, so he won't be back. So this team who plays, who played on Sunday, will be playing tomorrow night probably. And they'll be yeah. playing again on Sunday as well. Yeah. I don't think the team will change much, if any. No. But, you know, again, I think this comes down to, obviously, some of the injuries have been crazy. But at the same time, we, the club has not... Back to, the club has not... Uh, what's the word to use, I suppose? The club has not looked at a plan... Not a plan... Yeah, like a plan B. They're not really... Try to invest at certain times when it's like you know maybe we should bring somebody in because like one or two of these players seem to be getting injured an awful lot. You know we need to have cover. Obviously it's about finding the right players to bring in, but we've had injuries for, with certain players for the last two or three years, really. Yeah, there's been a lot of long-term injury guys, guys who getting injured in. They're like you've had Oxlade Chamberlain out for a long time. He he came back. Gomez has been injured a long time twice, hasn't he? Yeah. From what I remember. Well, so, I mean, I was you know. back to using his example when we played Roma in that Champions League semi final all those years ago in 18, even though we didn't win it. The Champions League, guys. Um, we were down to Birmingham and then when we were playing in that semi final. Mm. And you could see in the second leg, we looked knackered. Uh, in the field because uh, it was Milner uh, Wijnaldum and Henderson that were playing in the field and they were the only fit three yeah. that could play yeah. there was nobody else they could bring in well to and me it's up like top, up top it was the same as well we yeah. didn't really have anybody that could come in to fill those gaps if any of those got injured and obviously in the final against Real Madrid Salah got injured went off and there was nobody else that yeah, could come yeah. in and make the same impact yeah it's very true uh, our backup is nowhere near on that the level that we need, is it? Mm. Which is what we need to strengthen, I think. There's a few first-team positions we need to strengthen and then backup needs to be improved as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even saying... I know it's not easy, but the culmination of what has happened now obviously is to do with what happened with the pandemic because the season was mm. stopped and then started and then this new season didn't really have a lot of time to... Have a pre-season and get it, get back in the swing of things, but this combination of the injuries that Liverpool have got and the problem that they're in is because of the last you know, the seasons where they've not 
they've not invested enough. Mm. You know, people might more than say, oh, well, they spent money on Alisson and Van Dijk. But that, you know, that was it. That was the biggest amount of money they spent on, well, yeah, it is the biggest amount of money they spent on uh, on two big players, but it was two players that they needed. Yep. And, and they got that's that, made big difference to the team. And they got that money back from Coutinho, didn't they? So Yeah, so it's it's kinda like, well, you know, they made that money on yeah, but they didn't because they got all that money from Coutinho and selling into Barcelona which uh, Barcelona stupidly paid. Um <laughs> yeah. but after that really, you know, there's been some signings like Fabinho, which was a very good one. And they paid a lot of money for Kaiser, but after that the signings, you know, like Mohamed Salah, didn't really cost that much mm. compared to what he probably is valued at now. Probably about three times what we pay for him, maybe yeah. more. You know, so you, know, and you get what you pay for. Van Dijk, seventy-five million. It's, mm. it's a lot. I'm not saying it's not a lot, but what happened? Yeah. Allison paid a lot. What happened? Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not saying it always works that way, but. You can generally see that if a player is just is good enough, then he's good enough. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. You can't sometimes you can't shirk on the price of what it costs. I agree. You know, if you pay that money for a quality player, you know you're going to get a quality player. Mm. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Right. We'll move on from Liverpool, Rich. We'll uh, a few more subjects for today. We'll go for the MLS this weekend. I'm going to keep. Harping on at that. This weekend's results, uh, Saturday, 15th of May. Uh, New York City drew 1-1 with Toronto FC. Uh, the LA Galaxy won 2-0 against Austin FC. Atlanta United won Montreal 0. Philadelphia Union beat the New York Red Bulls 1-0. Uh, Minnesota beat Dallas 1-0. Uh, Colorado 3, Houston 1. Uh, Rail Salt Lake nil, Nashville nil, and Sunday's results: San Jose Earthquakes nil, Portland Timbers two, Sporting Kansas City three, Vancouver Whitecaps nil, Cincinnati two, Miami three. So Beckham's team got to win. Uh, New England one, Columbus nil. So the Columbus Crew won the MLS Cup last year, still struggling. Uh, DC United nil, Orlando City one. And Seattle Sounders 2, LAFC 0. So currently this, the first team in the Eastern Conference is the New England Revolution. And in the West, the first team in the West is the Seattle Sounders. So that's the MLS results and information for this week. Isn't it Seattle Sounders who haven't lost yet? Yeah, they haven't lost Seattle, yeah. Brad Smith scored again at the weekend. His third goal, so... They're doing well, Seattle. To be to be honest, they're a deformed team. They're uh, looking looking good again this year for another trip to the MLS Cup. Um, obviously the NHL playoffs started this week, so I wanted your pickums for this. So the first first uh, games, uh, Boston Bruins versus the Washington Capitals. That's currently one apiece. In that series, so who are you going for in that one, Rich? Who, who are you looking at for that one? I go for Boston. You going for Boston? Right, I'll put you. I'll put Boston down. Uh, New York Islanders versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, New York are one currently one game to nil up, 
So who are you going for in that one? I'm going to go for Pittsburgh. The Penguins, right, okay. Uh, the next one, Minnesota Wild against the Vegas Golden Knights. Minnesota currently one game to nil up. So who are you picking on that one, Rich? Minnesota. All right, okay. The Tampa Bay Lightning, who won the um, Stanley Cup last year, playing the Florida Panthers, they're one game to nil up as well. So you're picking in that one. Yeah, Florida. Are you going for Florida? Okay. Uh, and then you got Nashville Predators against the Carolina Hurricanes. Nashville are currently one game to nil up on that one. So are you picking in that one? Nashville. Okay. Uh, we've got St. Louis Blues against the Colorado Avalanche. That's 1 0 to Colorado currently. So, are you picking on that one, Rich? Colorado. And the last two haven't started yet, last two series, and then the ones in Canada. So, you've got the Winnipeg Jets against the Edmonton Oilers. Are you picking on that one, Rich? Edmonton Oilers. Okay. And finally, the Montreal Canadiens. Against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs. Good choice. All right, next next we're looking at is obviously the NBA playoffs are starting, I think, is it today? Tonight? Yeah, playings. Yeah, the playing games. So in the East, you've got Charlotte. Boston versus Charlotte. Is it Charlotte versus Indiana? Charlotte Hornets oh, versus Indiana Pacers. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. And the oh, Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards <laughs> against Boston, your Boston yeah. Celtics. So, uh, how do you think those are going to go? Who's your money on in those ones? I think, I think Washington will just edge it against Boston. I think because of Boston's injuries mm. to uh, Jalen Brown, I think it's probably going to be just too much for Jason Tatum to do it on his own. Even though he's capable of it, but yeah. because Washington have got Bradley Beal and um, Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah. I think it, especially with Westbrook, the way he is in the moment. Mm. And I think that'll just be too much for them, sadly. It'd be crap to see them go out, but I just don't think they're good enough to be in the playoffs, really, because yeah. they dropped off in the last uh, few games as well. He kind of fell off a cliff, didn't he, in the last. In the, in the yeah. Running. Myself, to be honest. Uh, Aiden? No. No, I don't know. How do you think the other one's going to go then, the Charlotte-Indiana one? Because I haven't really followed either of these teams, so I don't really know knowing that one. That's going to be a difficult one to say. I think that'll be an exciting game, that one. 
uh, shallow variants take it. In the other, always there or thereabouts, so you can you can't write them off. But I wouldn't exactly say they're very exciting. I know uh, Charlotte have got is it Lonzo Ball who's the rookie? Is he the rookie who's coming to Charlotte? No, that's Lamelo. Is it Lamelo? Right, okay, sorry. Lonzo's his brother. Right, is he a different team? The Pelicans, right, okay. So Lamelo's, yeah, he's been. Is he the rookie? He's been on fire. Yeah, first season. This averages around. I think it's about 16 points right. a game so he's doing really well in his first year and he's he was out for a little spell with a, a injured arm oh, right. uh, so he's only just come back now right. I think he's only played about three games mm. roughly right. so it's but they were doing well without him as well actually um, so that'll be an exciting game to watch I mm. think Marcel and the Wizards match actually yeah Um Paces, you just don't know. I, I, I couldn't really call who's going to win that one. I'd like to see Charlotte win because I just think they're a bit more exciting to watch. But um, again, that one's very one difficult to call on to call. I think. Plus, they've got a cool logo, so you know that helps. Yeah, it's a lot better than what it used to be. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I used to like the old school Charlotte on its logo. It was cool. But then they were they moved in it to New Orleans and then. They got yeah. the franchise back and they became the Bobcats for a bit, which just never worked. Well, the, the, well I think they're likeable as well because they got Michael Jordan as the GM. Yeah, he's the owner, isn't he? Yeah, the, yeah. the team, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, Anthony will probably be supporting him. Big up, big up yeah. to Anthony. So obviously in the West, you've got San Antonio Spurs versus Memphis and Golden State versus the Lakers. Yeah, that's going to be the best one. The State, Golden State yes. Lakers will be... Should be interesting, shouldn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think uh, you just don't know. Lakers should be the favourites to mm. win, but Warriors are very the way Steph Curry's been playing recently and this season. You've, he's been unbelievable. He's been close to being the MVP. He's been that good this yeah. year, um, so he could carry him through. You just don't know. Uh, obviously, I think realistically, because the Lakers defense, defense, they should be better. Mm. That they should be able to stop that kind of yeah. attack. From Again, LeBron James back as well probably be a big help to him. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. You might be right. The Lakers might nick it. The Spurs and the Grizzlies. Do you know much about them? Uh, a little bit. Spurs. Spurs are like again a bit like. Uh, uh, what would you say they're a bit they're a bit like Charlotte they're, they're, ex, they're quite fun to watch but they can be very up and down unpredictable uh, yeah but they've got a nice play style of play it's Popovich there isn't it yeah is he still, still the coach, coach he's and, been uh, they play the... very uh, quick aggressive basketball mm. they're very fluid like the way they play they're not like you know, or they're all, they're not as organised maybe as what you'd expect from these type of teams. Yeah. So they're still a quite young team. So um, yeah, again, Grizzlies. Yeah, not bad. They're another team that are quite good to watch. I know they've got Jam around some musical players. Yeah, and uh, the centre as well. He's quite good to watch. Um, I can never remember his name. Mm. So it sounds a bit Russian or something like that, his surname. But um, I think it might be Danish, actually, or something like that. Right. Uh, well, they're, they're another side that are cool to watch. But again, 
the two teams, there's not you can't really say who's going to win that one either. Yeah. It's so it's, it's so close. Sort of like the group Charlotte on it's yeah. the basis. Anybody yeah. could win that match. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I suppose any other subjects yourself this week? I know, obviously the boxing. I don't know if you heard this today. The Joshua V Fury fight in jeopardy due to um, an injunction being out by, I know Deontay Wilder went to court and I believe they've put something out where Fury has to fight Wilder by September. They've got like a thing, they had like a, was it a three fight agreement or something? Um, Something like that. So it's putting this Joshua Fury fight in August into a bit of whether it'll happen or not. We're not 100% sure. Um, so that's intriguing bit of news that I heard today. So, so what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I was a bit surprised anyway that they were going to have it in Saudi Arabia. Mm. I mean, no disrespect to people from Saudi Arabia. I don't, I don't know why anybody listens that's from Saudi Arabia, but it doesn't make any sense having uh, a boxing match in Saudi Arabia. When you know the two fighters are from England, it should be in England. You'd assume you know, a big crowd. Yeah, you'd assume it'd be, it should be at Wembley Stadium in front of yeah. the full house. But I don't yeah. know. It's a strange yeah. one, isn't it? Very strange. Yeah. So, have you got any shout outs for this week? Um, trying to think, really. No, not really. Uh, cool to see. Alison Becker's score and then dedicated to his dad. Yeah, that was a good interview, that. I have yeah. got emotional watching that, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Big up to Alison Becker and it just shows you watching that interview that football's a human and, you know, he's been through a lot, hasn't he, over the past few months. And, uh, yeah, I mean, nobody wants to be in that situation and Jürgen Klopp both losing. Oh, Probably yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Klopp is uh, mum, wasn't yeah. it, yeah. Oh, so surprising with Alison Becker's dad, the way he passed away, you know. Yeah. That was unexpected. He drowned, didn't he? Sad. Yeah. Sad. So, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to see he, he, the news getting that and then not be able to go home. Must yeah. Must have been terrible. Huh? So, oh, bet, uh, yeah. football was probably, the, he's done well actually to play football, I think. Yeah, he has. A lot of people probably would have not wanted to do anything other than stay at home and Grieve, but um, mm. yeah, yeah, with respect to the new lightweight champ in the UFC, Charles Oliveira, crowned at the weekend, second round TKO of Michael Chandler in a UFC 262 in Houston, which had quite a reasonable sized crowd. Yeah, he's been wanting to, he's, I think he's been wanting to fight for the title for a good few years. He's been in the UFC, I think he's had 16 fights in the UFC, he's been in it quite a while. and he got caught in the first round and it looks like he was going to go out in the first round, but he managed to come back and TKO Chandler and yeah, props to Charles Oliveira, deserve deserve a victory, the new lightweight champion in the UFC. And obviously from me as well, obviously Jade, we had the FA Cup final preview last weekend and uh, big up to Jade and uh, Leicester City winning in the cup final at the weekend. Yeah, well done, Leicester. It was nice to. I mean, yeah. I didn't watch the game; I just saw the highlights. But um, it was a very close thing. Uh, but it's nice to see Leicester win the FA Cup. Um, somebody different. Somebody who's never won it before. Mm. 
and uh, it's nice to see the fans and really enjoy themselves and they looked they looked very delighted even though people slate the FA Cup you know still a big thing in it trophy. still a big trophy when you've never won it it's a massive trophy and like I say Jade was loving it and she was in shock she said she's still in shock today when I, when I messaged her before so yeah big up to Leicester for winning the league the FA Cup yeah, you know, that, that's what it's all about you know, exactly this is what football is it kind of annoys me that it's kind of foreign coaches and foreign owners that have dis, dis, dis mistreat or mistreated the FA Cup obviously Man United went out of it as well all those years ago so it's, it's not only just foreign owners because they mm. were you know they were owned by English people as well at that time yeah but you know it, it's just been disregarded over the years and it's not for that because like me and you grew up when the FA Cup was a big oh big yeah it was sport. massive wasn't it back in the day you used to have a full full day of it didn't you cup final day it was huge yeah and it was fun yeah. you know but that's gone now it's it's stuck on uh, like Evening time at like five o'clock. Yeah, quarter past five on a Saturday nights. Comes on with about an hour, half an hour, maybe a little bit more before it starts, and all that. Yeah, like you say, all that, all that excitement of getting up on the FA Cup final day and what turning BBC on the in the morning to watch the teams going yeah. to the hotels and stuff. The team buses going to the yeah. ground and everything. Yeah, I remember it well. The interviews and yeah, you know. That's all gone now, which is sad, you know, because a lot of other countries used to say, like, wow, the FA Cup, you know, it's the biggest cup club trophy you can, it's amazing. Mm. No other no other country's got that that we had or yeah. have, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Yeah, so big up to Leicester, yeah, um, I was chuffed, yeah, for him. Yeah, it was really good. Very impressive. And, uh, yeah, I well, well deserved well deserved victory in the end yeah well that's it from me tonight so I don't know if you've got anything else Rich you want to add before we sign off no nothing else to mention that I can think of alright well thanks everybody for listening and uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 3 Northern Boys Podcast give us a listen on all podcasts where you get your podcasts Spotify iTunes Apple Podcasts Speak Spreet everywhere Anywhere you find podcasts. Yes. So I'd just like to thank Rich for uh, being on with me tonight. Thank you, Rich. Yeah, my pleasure. It's been good to talk about all things sport and Liverpool especially. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, I hope you have a good evening and speak to you soon. Good night. <laughs>